but I'm excited to be here this afternoon with you guys. And I, I know the, the presence of the Lord is here, the Spirit of the Lord is here, but I believe after this session, we're going to experience even a deeper level of Him. And we'll never be the same. Your life will never be the same. Your family's life will never be the same. With God, things go greater and greater. It doesn't decrease. Oh, your, your years behind you were your best years, and now ahead of you, you're going to have some struggles. No, the things of God, they go up higher and higher and higher from glory to glory. And I believe as we leave this afternoon, we are going to be walking in another level of glory. Do you believe that? I remember growing up in not just a Christian home, but a ministry family. Everyone in my family can preach. And when I was from a small age, I was always around powerful men and women of God, people that walked with God, where the supernatural was natural to them. That's how it's called for you and I, the supernatural. That's where we're from. It needs to be natural. And I remember when I would be around these people, even when I was little, I would go eat and I would just be around them and I could tell something in the atmosphere is happening. Even as a small boy, it felt like electricity is in the air. And it was something. It was another high, higher level of glory those people walked in. And for you and I to be the salt of the earth, to truly shift the culture around us, we have to walk in this. Hallelujah. And we walk in it on a daily basis. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Thank, I'm so thankful for my, uh, my outlaws. I mean, my in-laws. I had to use that. But uh, I just heard that, and I thought that was just recently, and I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, they're such a blessing, and it's, I really believe in what they're doing and having this conference as we all get together as a, as a family, and we just learn the Word of God and faith. Our faith is, being, is going up another level. Amen. And this church, Lift Church. Thankful for the pastors, Frank and Mercy, the, the team, the, the church, the members here volunteering, and I'm so thankful for that. You know, it takes a lot to have a conference, and uh, it's an important thing. It's a vital thing. Amen. I'm excited about the word today. I'm really pumped. So let me pray real quick. Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing, Father. And you said in your word, Lord, is not my word like a fire, is not my word like a hammer that breaketh the rocks into pieces. I thank you, Lord, they won't hear my words. Let them hear your words. Let your anointing, let it be, let your presence come down in a stronger way right now, a shift happening, a supernatural shift, Father God. Let me walk in that. Let me be totally led by you, Father. And I thank you, Lord, for everyone here that will have ears to hear and will be forever changed. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to I speak about activating your call for God. Activating your call for God. 
Before you can activate your call, you need to know that you are called by God. God has called each and every one of us for such a time as this. It's not just for the people that hold the microphone and and wear the skinny jeans and wear the boots. He has called each and every one of us. And we are in the last days, and he has saved his best for last. And that's you and I. Moses had his time. David had his time. But now it's our time. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 12, it talks about that we are surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses, and it talks about there is a race that we need to run. So if there is a race we need to run, guess what? You are called. God has chosen you. He has set the lanes for you to run. You don't have to set it yourself. You don't have to network to people to try to make it happen. No, God is saying, I have set a lane for you to run. I have called you from your mother's womb. I have formed you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. And all I am requiring you to do is put your eyes on me. And when your eyes are truly on Jesus, when it's not just something you're talking about, it's not just something with words, but you're truly living it 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, truly your eyes are on Jesus. That's where faith is. That's where the impossible situations become possible. That's where your miracle and your breakthrough, even though doctors said there's no way you can walk, there's no way you can do this. But when you get your eyes on Jesus, those things come forth. Amen. I want you to listen to this. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, the Passion Translation says this. We have become his poetry. We are a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Are you thankful for that? We are one with Jesus. He's the vine. We're the branch. Even before we were born, God planned and advanced our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. So it says, even before we were born, God planned our life and the good works that we would do to fulfill it. And it also says in Ephesians chapter 1 that you were chosen before the foundation of the world. Before God created the head of the earth, he was thinking about you and he chose you to be in this earth for such a time as this. So when the enemy might try to come at you, say you're not valuable, you're, you're, you're nothing, look at you, everyone else overlooks you, no one appreciates you, you can say, guess what, devil, before God created this earth, he thought of me, and he chose me. He chose you, he handpicked you for this time we are living in. Isn't that awesome? He, pastors here, he has chosen you to be a pastor in these days. 
And he is calling you to train up the people, to disciple the people you have to be so on fire for Jesus and to win souls for him. It's such a a, a vital thing. And the enemy will fight this. He'll fight it with everything that he has. But he's a liar. But the reason he'll fight it is because you're a threat to him. If you truly know I'm called by God, you don't care what people may say. You don't care what Instagram may say or Facebook may say. You don't care if everyone else is doing their thing and they don't look at you. No, I know that I'm called by God. And he's chosen me for good things. Just like in a race. You have the relay race, the 4 by 100 and they always keep the fastest guys at the end. That's you and I. Look over at your neighbor and say, that's me. You're not, you're not the first leg, but you're the last leg. And he's calling us to run, to run, to run like never before. Amen. New level. We are going go, we're going to go up to a new level this afternoon. Some things that maybe been hindering you are going to be broken in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I, I, I see this. It's kind of like you have, your, you have your bucket here, and you're expecting God to do some big things and maybe to overflow it a little bit. But I see the Lord. It's kind of like he's going to take your little bucket and he's going to put it underneath the Niagara Falls. Try to, try to contain that. With force. Where you can't handle, where you're going to leak Jesus, you're going to leak his presence everywhere you go. And you don't have to talk in the King James language. Just be you. You can have a coffee And then someone walks in and they go, what in the world is going on here? And it's who you carry. Just like Peter, he was so full of Jesus. He was so full of Holy Spirit that he leaked it. He leaked it so much that people heard that he was coming by. They said, get this sick. We don't have to go to no faith conference. We don't have to sit down, get our little coffees and act all cute. Just sit them and sit them by Peter so if his shadow goes by them, they'll be made whole. That's what I'm talking about. And I truly do not believe that those miracles are the best miracles. Those are the, the, where you see the manifestation of the power of God, the greatest back then. I believe and I know it's for today. And it's for now. And he's calling each and every one of us to walk in this. And to be so full of Holy Spirit. Everywhere we go, we carry him. We carry his presence. We are the upper room. We are the upper room. Everywhere we go. Hallelujah. And it starts off by you being you and who God has called you to be. And don't ever, don't ever give the enemy. Don't let him discourage you. Don't let him put you down because he is a liar and you are a threat to him. Amen. I want you guys to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 
I love the book of Timothy. I love it because I see Paul talking to his spiritual son, Timothy. He's discipling him. He's helping him. He's mentoring them. I, I, I love mentors. I've had so many mentors in my life, and I'm so thankful for them. I have a couple here, Pastor Donald, Brother Julio. And when you're around them, and Pastor Holly, you're around them. They just they give you the word. They, they talk to you, and it just encourages you. It builds up your faith. And I meet so many people. Destiny and I have been in ministry full-time for three years, travel all around the world. And I see so many young people. I see, some, I see so many people. They're discouraged, and they say, you know what? I don't have that father. I don't know what to do. I wish I had some mentors. And I say, hey, get into the book of Timothy. Paul is not just mentoring Timothy. He's mentoring you. So this is something that started years ago before we started going out and traveling and preaching. I would, I would look at this, and I would say, Paul's going to mentor me today. Let me see what Paul has to say. So I want us to look here at verse 6. And we're talking about activating the call. So you have to know that you're called by God. God has chosen you before the foundation of the world. But there needs to be some activation. A Holy Ghost touch from God where he has activated what God has already put inside of you. So here in verse 6, Paul says this, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. And then he says this, For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. So he says, Timothy, God has put something in you. He has put a gift. He has put a calling in your life. But I am telling you, son, I am telling you, Timothy, please stir it up. Stir up that gift of God that's in you. Activate what God has already started in your life. I think it's interesting how Paul doesn't say, me being the Apostle Paul, I'm going to come to you, son Timothy, and because I'm holy and I, I walk in the power of God, I'm going to stir up the call. He says, you, Timothy, you do something about it. No one else will stir up your call. You have to stir it up. You have to do it yourself. You can't just go from meeting to meeting. But daily, you have to stir up what God has put inside of you. You have to do it. You can't be looking at the men of God to do it. And they will. You'll have those services. They'll, you'll get touched by God and it'll, it'll do something. But you yourself need to stir up what God has put on the inside of you. You need to activate what God is already doing in your life. Amen. God is so good. Another translation, it says you need to kindle the flame. There, there's a, maybe a small, some maybe hot coals in there, maybe a small little flame. And Paul literally in the Greek is saying you need to turn that small little flame and you need to turn it into a roaring fire. You need to light yourself up. You need to kindle the flame. You need to stir yourself up. 
Is it easy? No. But you got to do it. Hallelujah. You stir up what God has put on the inside of you because you are called for such a time as this. Amen. I want you to turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1. We're going somewhere. Amen. Hallelujah. In verse 18, there, there is an atmosphere. There, uh, the presence of God is coming in here right now as I speak. You sense it? Wave your hands. You guys sense something's happening. There's a shifting happening. I'm just warming my voice up right now, okay? I know where I'm going right now, but hallelujah. We need a fresh touch of him, Amen. So 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 18. So Paul is talking to Timothy. He's mentoring his spiritual son. He says this, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them might war a good warfare. Listen to this, verse 19. Holding faith. And a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith and have been made shipwreck. You put away faith in your life. Without faith in your life, you're going to be a shipwreck. That's why it's so vital that we have such a faith. And our faith is built up and it's growing and growing daily. But I want us to look here at verse 18. He said, this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them might war a good warfare. <laughs> I like this. I really like this. Paul's saying, Timothy, there has been some prophecies. There's been some words of God spoken over your life. And I want you to use those words. I want you to use the words spoken over you, and I want you to go after the enemy with them. Isn't that awesome? In the Passion Translation, it says this. It says, use the prophecies spoken over you as weapons against the enemy. You can use words from God. People have prophesied over you. I'm not talking about the parking lot prophecies, which you might, they might give you a word and you'll go, where in the world is that from? One of the first places I preached at, it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was at a home prayer group. And there was about this many people in there. They were all packed in there. And the lady that ran it, a mighty intercessor, woman of God, her prayer partner was Brother Hagen's prayer leader. Her name was Jeannie Wilkerson. I don't know if any of you guys know her. But mighty woman of God. She carried the glory. She carried the presence. She said, Brandon, I want you to speak to my prayer group. Okay. Here I am, one of my first places. I'm preaching. Place was packed, and she goes, Brandon, I need you to talk a little louder, son. We got to all hear you. Okay. So I started preaching. And then she, of course, when you're around people of prayer, people of power, 
They all start praying for me and start interceding over me. The places you'll go, Brandon. And the natural, did it look like I was going anywhere? No. Had I gone any, any ministry trips? No. But just shortly after that, in one year, five different countries. Traveling in different places at least a couple times a month. She said, you're going to go and people will give you words. They'll prophesy. They'll give you words. And she says, you'll know right away if it's of God, and you'll know right away if it isn't from God. And if it isn't from God, just let it be like duck, like a duck when water hits it, just let it go right off your back. And then right there, a guy came up to me after and gave me the craziest word. And I said, that was not of God. I don't want to hear struggle and all that. That, is, that, is not, that does not do anything for my spirit. But not just the prophecies, but even the word of God, the sword of the spirit. This is what Jesus did as a weapon. When he was tempted, 40 days and 40 nights, the enemy came after him. What did he say? It is written. It is written. It is written. He was using the word as a weapon against the enemy. We can use the word of God as a weapon against the enemy. We can use prophecy spoken over us as a weapon against the enemy. Amen. And I love what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. just want you to listen. It says this, for the weapons of our war warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Our weapons, the prophecies, they're not just something little. They are mighty, and they pull down strongholds. We serve a mighty God. And this is something, the words, the prophecies spoken over my life, this is something I've been doing, and I didn't realize this in the Word until I see Paul talks about it, but this is something I've been doing for years, using words spoken over my life as a weapon against the enemy. We have notebooks back there. They look like this. They're not orange, but it has all about the name. I made those years ago, and I made it for this purpose only. I never shared with people what it was for, but I knew because I carry this everywhere I go. And it's words from God. It's words that the Lord spoke to me when I looked like I was going nowhere. When I was living in a small trailer and I, my flesh felt like screaming. I'm in California. I'm way, I'm way far away from my family. It looks like I could be doing better things. But I know I have words from God. And I know in my season I will reap if I faint not. In due season. And I do everything in word and deed. I do everything for him. I, I do everything for the crowd of one, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. And I would write down words. I would write down words the Lord gave me. This is one, October 20th, 2015. You're, the time is now. 
you're going to see supernatural things. You're going to see the supernatural things no one has seen. It will be something to watch. Let me give you the picture of this. I'm at a service. The place is packed. Revival is breaking out. Healings are breaking out. The guy walks around and he stops me and he said, the Lord wants me to tell you the enemy has tried to discourage you over and over, but he failed. You're going to see the supernatural. You're going to see things no one has seen. It will be something to watch. I said, God, that's for me. I wrote it down. And daily, I would read these. I still read them. Before I go to bed, when I wake up, I read the words, the word of God. I read the prophecy spoken over me, and I come against the enemy. I use, like the Passion Translation says, I use my prophecies as a weapon against the enemy. Hallelujah. I heard this, November 21st, 2015. I was sleeping. I woke up and I heard this. I even wrote it here. I woke up hearing how the biggest miracles are easy for God. How Jesus faced down death like no big deal. And some different examples. The biggest miracles are easy for God. Whether if it's a headache or something big. Amen. I even have a word in here about destiny. It was given to her. She doesn't even know it. I just put it down in here. Amen. We won't, we won't talk about that one. Amen. One time I was in uh, the audience. Brother Copeland was preaching. He was talking about the fire of God. And I have it here. Brother Copeland was talking about the fire of God. He called me up. He called me up on the platform. And he said, the same fire that burns in me is now burning in you. He says, when you lay hands on, that peop- on the people, that fire will go into them. I receive it. I use the prophecies as a weapon against the enemy. That same fire that's in Brother Copeland's in me. When I go, that fire will go into other people. Using it against the enemy. There's this uh, great guy, successful businessman. He's real quiet. And uh, I was walking by him one time, and he goes, there goes a man of God. He doesn't talk like that. He's real country, real. And I said, man, I can't believe Darren said that. I've never heard him say something like that. He's real quiet, reserved. And he got me. He said, Brandon. I don't know why I said that. He said, when you walked by, it came out of my spirit. There goes a man of God. Just like the generals, he's a man of God. He said, Brandon, I, it just came out of me. And he, and he said, why did I say that? And the Lord said, he's a man of God. So guess what? I wrote it down. And guess what? When I don't feel like a man of God, I said, I'm a man of God. I look, in, I look at myself in front of the mirror. I said, I'm, I'm a man of God. Then destiny gets on me. I'm a man of God. Amen. One time I was at a conference and I'm walking in the back and I'm standing. And right there, someone's standing there looking at me. 
and it's Todd White. Do you guys know Todd White? He says, can I pray for you? I said, no, it's okay. No, I'm just joking. I said, I said, sure, I'll be honored. And he said this, what's in me is now in you. Anything I have, Father, give it to him. You've been faithful in what you've been given, but now I'm giving you more. Words of knowledge, knowledge will increase. We've been seeing that. Words of knowledge will increase. There'll be lots of salvation. The fire of God to burn. He said, pursue righteousness and expect persecution. And then he said, Lord, protect his heart. Pursue holiness. Words, using words, using prophecies, just like what Paul told Timothy. Use them as weapons. Also on the Passion Translation in that verse, it says this, the prophecies that are still in fulfillment. The prophecies, maybe there's been a word, someone spoken over you years ago, and you don't see it. Let me tell you. In the spirit, it's already done. But it, it will manifest in the natural. And the prophecy is still in fulfillment. Even if you might not see it now, you still use that word as a weapon against the enemy. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that encouraging? Hallelujah. I want you to look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. We're almost done. In verse 14. Verse 14 says this, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on the of the hands. So it says this, Neglect not the gift that was given to you through prophecy. So you see it here. Something was deposited. Something was sown in your life. A word from heaven and Paul tells Timothy, do not neglect it. The Passion Translation says this, don't minimize it. And it says this, the gift was activated through prophecy. Verse 15, it says this, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. He says this, you meditate on it. The Passion Translation says, make this be your constant meditation. The prophecies, the words spoken over your life. Give yourself wholly to them, not half-hearted, not 25%, not 98%, not 99%. Paul is telling Timothy, give yourself wholly to to them. And there will be a profiting. People will see the results. Hallelujah. 
So many people, and I, when I travel and I meet people, and they go, wow, it's amazing how God's using you. It's amazing how these doors have been opened. It's amazing uh, what you've been seeing and the lives being touched. How did it just happen, huh? And I, and I just say, God is good. But they didn't see me years ago with my little book. And I gave myself wholly to the words of God spoken over my life. I made it my constant meditation, the word of God itself, and the word spoken over my life. And it says that the people, your profiting will appear to people. People will see it. So as people started seeing it, as people started seeing what God's been doing in my wife's and I's life, next year we, or next week is six years we've been married. Come on. A week from today. That scripture, train up a wife in the, oh. train up a, I got it mixed up, train up a child, okay. She trained me, she trained me. She trained me, amen. I got it mixed around there. But as people start seeing the blessings, they start seeing what God's been doing. And it's, and it's appearing to people. But it's because of what I've been doing, and I've made those words my constant meditation. If God has a call on my life, I'm chosen by God. He has plans for my life. He has plans for me to prosper. He has plans for me to be healthy. He has plans for me to go around people and, and just have, give joy and be happy. Don't be a burden to people. And even though my flesh, my five senses might be screaming at time, I'll tell that, you be quiet. God has called me. It doesn't say be led by your feelings. That would be, you see a lot of people being led by feelings. But we are led by God. We are led by faith. Faith in God, not feelings. Not what you can see or hear. But faith in God. Hallelujah. I want to share... A, a key thing that activated my life, uh, that really set my life on course. And it, it happened before I met Destiny, about two years before I met Destiny. And I was living for God. I wasn't 100% on fire, though. I could get by. You'd think I was. I could go to church, talk to church talk. Brandon, how you doing? I'm blessed, highly favored. God is good. The Lord's my shepherd, shall not want. I'm a tree planted by the rivers of water. I'm flourishing. And my, and my sister, who's a prayer warrior, my whole life she's been a prayer warrior. She hung out with people that were prayer warriors, and, and she, she knew I wasn't serving God 100%. I mean, I would come in my house 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I wasn't street evangelizing, Okay. <laughs> And I would sneak in, and, and I would, she, would open, she would come in and say, I want to pray for you. And she would, she would pray for me, and she would cry, God, I know you call them devil. You can't have them. Show yourself strong to them. And this happened all the time, and I would feel that strength. And, and then one day she, she called me, and she said, Brandon, I want you to go to this, this service. 
And I said, I don't really want to. I don't want to go to church service. On a Friday night, forget it. I go on Sunday. I'm not going on a Friday. I'm not going to a faith conference on a Saturday. Come on. And uh, she goes, please, please, you know, go. Just, and she kept, you know, telling me, please, please. They're having this service, and the guy that's doing it, he is an amazing man of God, young guy, on fire for God, miracles, and he reminds me of you. And I said, a preacher reminds you of me? Girl, what are you talking about? I'm working on my personal training. I got Brandon's dreams. You don't want those, amen? Please, he reminds me of you. And I didn't even know it was on my birthday, April 6th. And the Lord spoke to me about two weeks before my birthday. He said, Brandon, I'm giving you something for your birthday. And at that time, for me to hear the voice of the Lord, it had to be God. I heard, Brandon, son, I'm giving you something for your birthday. And I thought it was going to be a car. I needed a car at the time. I said, yeah, I better start picking out the car. I'm giving you something for, for your birthday. And I even told my mom, I said, mom, I heard the Lord speak to me. I heard in my spirit, I'm giving you something for your birthday. And I had such an expectation. I remember when my birthday came around at midnight, me braining back then, I started praying. God, you told me you're giving me something for my birthday. So it was a Friday night, my birthday. What am I going to do on my birthday night, hang out with friends? My sister calls me and says, hey, tonight's that meeting. What? Tonight's that meeting. You promised me you will go. You got to go. People are traveling hours away to come. You have to be here. So we go, and the place is packed. 3,000 people there. And I sit in the back. This is a whole totally different circle than my family's. They don't know who my grandmother is. It's a whole different, you know, you can say stream. So we're sitting in the back. And then an usher comes up to us. We want you guys here in the third row. So we're all of a sudden in the third row, and I'm there. It's my birthday. Let me go up a little. Let me go a little back, a little backtrack here a little bit. I was getting ready for the service that night, and uh, I put on a, a tank top for church. I wanted to show my results. Might be a cute church girl there. Who knows? Watchful, watchful. So I put on this tank top with a bit, had a big diamond on it. Big, huge. I still have that tank top. Destiny says, I'm going to get rid of it. I say, you ain't touching that, girl. I have it in my closet. I'll wear it one day. No. A big diamond tank top. And I came out, and my mom said, why are you wearing that? You're going to church tonight. I said, I want to wear it. I like it. Well, at least put something over it. So I put a cardigan over it. So I'm in this service. The praise and worship is going. And I'm thinking, man, this praise and worship is long. Hour goes by. Hour and a half goes by. The glory comes. Two hours. Here comes the minister. Talk, starts talking, preaching. Talking about the fire of God, how God got a hold of his life. If you want the fire, 
This is, I'm going to impersonate him. If you want the fire, calm down. Calm down. Everyone is going. You could imagine jumping over the chairs. My sister was the first one. I want the fire. <laughs> Touch me, Lord. And, I, and I'm there, and my mom says, you get down there. If anyone needs the fire, you need it. You're wearing a tank top. And I remember I was just there. I said, I ain't going down there with all those people. Forget it. And next thing you know, the minister, I saw him look right at me. And I was like, maybe I'm just playing. The worship was really long. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just not seeing that right. And he comes right off the stage. And he walks. And people are jumping in front of him. He says, no. No, no. And he, and he comes right up to me, and he spends like 15 minutes with me, and he said this. The first thing he said, he said, the things that you're going through, no one realizes what you're going through. But he says this, you're a diamond for God. He didn't know I had the shirt on. You're a diamond for God, but you have some rough spots right now. I had a lot of rough spots. But he said, God's going to start chiseling those away. And he says, you're going to be flawless for him. And I said, I have a lot of things going on. I have a lot of things I need to break. I'm thinking this in my head as he's telling me this. I don't see how it's possible. But he said, there's going to come a time where you're going to stand and you're going to preach and there's going to be nothing wrong with you. And you're going to shine bright for him. And he said this, the levels... People had to work in ministry 10, 20, 30 years. He says, you're going to skip those levels because there's not much time left. And he says, you remind me of myself. And God's going to use you like he's using me. And our ministries will be parallel to each other. And he says this, you're going to get a revelation of this, of this diamond, and it will be a key to your ministry. I thought, ministry? Some of the levels that my wife and I have jumped, the 10, 20, 30 levels, we've, or 10, 20, 30 year levels, we've been in full time for over three years, living in Hollywood, trusting God, having faith in God. Our budget each month is big, and God blows it out of the water every single month. Supernatural. Not me asking for places to preach. Not me trying to sell myself on Facebook with the revelation. But me, like David in the field, field ministry, looking to Jesus, looking to God, and God said, that's him. Supernatural. But he says, you're going to get a revelation of this. It will be a key to your ministry. I always thought of that. What is this revelation? From, and he said this, you're not, people won't recognize you. Literally the next day, people I've known my whole life didn't recognize me. Literally didn't know who I was. They're like, Brandon, we didn't recognize you. You look different. I started to see it happening. And over these last eight or nine years, I've been saying this word at least twice a day. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. So here's some of the revelation. God, what's this revelation? Here it is, a diamond, when you find the diamond, 
you find it. It's formed 100 miles beneath the earth's surface, and it's brought up with fire. The Lord says this, I'm bringing up people with fire. And Brett, guess what, Brandon? You're not the only diamond. All my kids are diamonds. And I'm chiseling them away. And I'm going to bring them up like a natural diamond. I'm going to bring them up with the fire of the Holy Ghost. And you might have some rough spots, but Holy Spirit's going to chisel those rough spots away. And you will be flawless for him. And when I was praying about this service, I kept hearing this, rocket, rocket. And there's going to be some liftoff today. You guys are rockets, you're diamonds. And there is going to be some liftoff. There's going to be some activation that happens right now. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes. You can play it. Hallelujah. God is doing something here. His presence is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just put your eyes on him. If you say, Brandon, that's me. I need some activation. I need a fresh touch from God. I need that. I want you to come to the front real quick. I want you to be bold and come to the front. Now, there's going to be, God's doing something. Activation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just put your eyes on him. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Activation. Just put your eyes on him. Lift off. Lift off. Things that have been on you, that you've been carrying, are going to be lifted off right now. Hallelujah. Fresh touch. Come. Just you and him. Put your eyes on him. Put your eyes on your heavenly father. Let him fill you so much with his glory right now. His presence. I thank you, Lord, for healing. I thank you for liftoff. Liftoff, my brother. Liftoff in Jesus' name. How many sense that right now? I thank you, Lord, for liftoff. I thank you for the rocket ship activating an activation. There is an activation right now. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters. Your presence crash in on them right now. And Holy Spirit, you told me it will be like a rocket. You lift off, lift off, take off, soar, soar, soar on a new, on a new high level. No toil, just trust, just gliding that you'll see and you'll know from where you operate on that you are seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that you are operating on another level, a new level. Stop working on this earthly level. You are seated far above. I thank you for that lift off. I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. Thank you for my Pastor Donald, Father, his life. Amazing, amazing man of God. 
I thank you for the fire to burn, to keep on burning. His life, everything that he's sown, not just to me, to other people, I call forth a mighty harvest in Jesus' name. A mighty harvest for Junior. A mighty harvest in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for that liftoff. I thank you, Lord, this is a turnaround time, an appointed time in Jesus' name.